0: The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Kenny, serving food you'll love till 9 pm daily in Sarah's kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Welcome to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for listening in. We'll do our best to keep you tuned in over the course of the next hour. This is your GAA weekly radio show and podcast. Coming up later in the show, I'm going to be speaking with former Sligo captain and St. captain Brenda Kulkau. Now, of course, Highland Radio Pundit. we're going to discuss the Declan Boner era and what's up next for Donegal club football. We'll also, county football, we'll also look across Donegal club football where we've had some league titles decided at the weekend. Kilkiar beating Neve Connell to win the one Division 1 title and Termin Ladies won another title beating Glenn Fun. There also was relegation in there as well. We're going to discuss all that soon with Brenda Kilcoyne. but first, we had a brilliant, finish to All Ireland football final, uh, All Ireland football championship, at the weekend with the kingdom outgunning the tribe. And I'm joined by Dublin legend Sunday game pundit and a man that I got to know quite well on the wee trip to Australia many moons ago. It is, of course, Kieran Whelan. Kieran, how are you this evening? Uh, how
1: are you, Brian? How's it going? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm ke- it. Have you about finished?
0: About have it. you finished consoling poor Pat there? He was getting a wee bit emotional on us last night. <laughs> <day. laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. Gee, he got very emotional. I didn't see that coming, but uh, yeah, after the game, he, he was—you know—the first ten minutes he was very, very quiet. He didn't say a word, and I thought he was getting ready for a big spiel, But I, <laughs> I, did, I didn't see the emotion coming. Uh, but listen, I, I'll I, listen. I, listen. I suppose, nice. to see his nephews up there. There's a person link there. And, yeah. uh, it was an emotional day for him in general after doing what, yeah. 30 years. How he, how he stuck over 30 years, I don't yeah. know. Ben. <laughs> I don't know, but fair play.
0: You, there's a certain time frame for you, you think, is it, Keen, you're like, right, I'm going to do this for a while but not forever, yeah?
1: Ah, oh, jeez, there comes a time I'd say when mm. you just want to go back and enjoy mm. the games, you know, that sort of way, yeah. but uh, yeah, like he's, and, and I'm to see too, Pat, he's been remarkable, like 30, 30 years, he's yeah. been... Causing controversy from, you know, hammering people and, you know, uh, everything that went with him, you know what I mean? But, ah, uh, listen, he's a great out character and he will be, he will be missed. He yeah, be missed. yeah. You know, one, one of those faces, Kieran, sort of you know?
0: one of those faces you just thought, you know, was going to be there forever. but like Michael Lester and that, you know, you just thought, yeah. I'm never going to turn on the Sunday <laughs> game without him not being there, you know? It's, it's, it's strange.
1: Yeah, yeah. It will, it will, it will be a strange environment, but you know, we might get, a little bit more time
0: to talk, you know, so, you know and <laughs> won't be interrupted as much know <laughs> Oh, he, I see him, he was he was lining up a couple of big uh, big uh, outbursts yesterday, you could just see it coming, it <laughs> was funny, it was funny. Can you, can you just mentioned everybody, it's just something, you know, about the punditry, like, like there is a lot of kind of, kind of pressure to it at the times, um, Cian, I know your buddy there, Sin and Connell, stepped away, I, I remember meeting them at the Crow Park Hotel, and you're kind of, you, a bit surprised at that, but he was like, "Listen, it's just it's it's a bit too much, you know. It it, it, it can be a small bit overbearing at times. There's many enjoyable sides. I know, okay I I only do the radio, and nobody bothers you in the radio. You come on, you do your wee bit, and you go. But as a the TV, there's there's a real uh, critical eye on everything that's happening around RTE's coverage and and the Sunday game and that."
1: Yeah, like it—it it is intense, and I suppose it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, there's been so many changes over the last couple of years. with You know, obviously Joe gone and Pat gone, and, and 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 Michael gone. A lot of things have changed, and I suppose we—we we live in the the whole world of PC now, political correctness as well, and everything has to be a lot more measured, I suppose. Uh, and and we also have to remember, you know, the players are amateurs at the end of the day, and, and you know, we are all probably on the receiving end of criticism and stuff like that and you just have to be there has to be a certain balance to it as well because there's you know tickly players get even criticism on social media and stuff like you know what i mean and they're amateurs and stuff so the world has changed a hell of a lot but it is an intense environment and particularly i think with it with, with such a compact season you know there's weekends there where you know if you're working on that sunday night show you're you're in rg at half ten on a sunday morning and you watch games on saturdays you know, you're watching games on Sundays and you're trying to squeeze look at about five or six games and I can tell you one thing by the time you get to half nine on Sunday night you can hardly bloody remember the first one you watched you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. so there's there's a, there's there's a hell of a lot going on on the weekend when you have so many games and, and, and probably people sitting at home think it's, you know probably look at it through a different lens and think, you know that, you know you, you should have all that level of knowledge built up, but there's a lot of time and a lot of work that goes into it in terms of trying to cover all the games. and And I think it's been a very challenging year for RTE probably because of the compact season and having hurling and football every week. and And you can only fit so much into mm. that two hour mm. program, you know, that sort mm. kind of way. So it brings its own it brings its own challenges. and And you know, maybe they will look at it next. Like we have a new format coming in next year, so you. You're going to have more games in the Talent Cup. You're going to have more games in the Championship. You know, so you know it there is, gain, is, is value almost, in having a type of second show. You know, yeah, that's and, right. That's what I was thinking. Like,
0: a, uh, because there's so many formats now that you know, rather than not show them or try and squeeze them in, surely there's a way of of doing a backup show that could cater for a, a different look in the, as you said, Talton Cup and different Championship games. That there just isn't enough time for any. Proper analysis on it. So instead of doing that, put put it into a program that 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 uh, people can tune in and see. Because I think there's a huge appetite always here uh, for for um, yeah. For like the there's com- a, there's a, there's, de-
1: there's definitely yeah definitely possible an appetite for you know maybe a midweek program. or all tenders would be you know having a Saturday a Saturday night show and a Sunday night show because a lot of the games you know you get a lot of games on a Saturday now as well you know. So come Sunday night you're trying to squeeze. You know, a hell of a lot into two hours. And, 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 and do you know? Do you know what that would allow? It's a very, very difficult
0: challenge. And do you know what that would allow? Then it would allow maybe pundits from like the lower leagues to maybe do those games as well. You know, I know there's been a push now, obviously, for for um, um, uh, women to be on the panels and that there. But I think then, what about the lads down the leagues? That uh, surely there's quite a few good yeah. guys in there that could analyze. And again, you know, if it's a Tarleton Cup you've guys from those teams that are playing in it and and give them a a chance at the ponder as well. I think that was was something yeah, that good absolutely game, I
1: like, Yeah, I fully agree with you. And I think, you know, the, the Talton Cup this year was for me was one of the big successes of the year, you know, and I think the profile that it gave some of those lower lower teams uh was fantastic, you know what I mean? And particularly like you finish the year and you're very familiar with Westmead football and who their key players are. Where, you know, in the previous year they just would have got better in the qualifiers, you wouldn't have seen much of them. And yeah. it gave much bigger profiles to the sliding with the Leitrims, uh, Westmead, obviously we were, were strong favourites and that sort of stuff. So it was a great success competition-wise. And, and I fully agree with you. I think they, certainly RT tried to do that, they tried to introduce. Guys that were kind of had played in it this year to bring a different angle to it, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's just, I think next year is going to be as challenging because there's so much, there's so much going on. I think I don't know, I don't know the stat off the top of my head, but there's a significant increase in the amount of games next year because the talent cup goes into group group system and the all ireland championships go into a group system. So if you thought this year was bad, next year's going to be worse, <laughs> you know. So it's it's, it's it's going it's going to get more challenging, you know what I mean? And yeah. we're still going to be on that tight. Uh, time time frame of the season you know the yeah. sort of way with the, with the split season so it's just become very more compact you know what I mean but listen it is what it is and we, you know you, you get on with it you yeah. get on with it that's how we can deal
0: Yeah well, listen me a brilliant finish to the to the championship of course yesterday and I suppose the freshness of having a team like Galway in the final and we're waiting for this unbelievably talented Kerry team to to finally get across the line and won in all Ireland, and did did it live up to your to your billing uh, yesterday in terms of a, a an epic encounter?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a great final, Brennan. I really did. I thought it was a great final, and 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 sometimes you know finals with all the hype and the build up, you can get teams that can cancel each other out, and particularly you get you know the top players can be nullified maybe in finals like the All Ireland final traditionally has thrown up man of the match as a couple of guys that were under the radar you know like a Graham O'Sullivan that comes and performs on the big day but by God yesterday we saw two unique talents at their at their peak and you know it was the Clifford versus the Shane Walsh show and you know it was just I, I, some of the scores yesterday were just on a different level uh, and I, I was really enjoyed. particularly in the second half it really opened up you know I thought I thought in the first half Kerry got a little bogged down by that long ball and trying to test Leeson and they lacked a bit of quality at times and they didn't play their normal game and I can understand why they were trying to rattle them but I thought they overdone it at times and uh, Galway were excellent defensively and the pressure they put on and settled into the game really well but I was concerned for them at half time because they put a lot of energy into into the first half you know, they worked extremely hard to get where they got to and they're only a point down and Terry were always going to adapt at half time and they they cut out that long ball. They get, went back to their basics of trying to find a pop pass and a combination of their running game coming on the edge of that arc, and they picked off a few scores. And uh, I I thought Galway just wilted a small bit from yeah. about. I know they got back sixteen all, but you know there was a, There was a period in around the fiftieth minute where they had they dropped one short, that a long ball that went wide, they got turned over twice, I think four attacks in a row, and. With the lack of bench, you were just looking at and you were saying, "They're they're Wilton here. They're in a bit of trouble." Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that ultimately played out in the last. Ultimately played out in the last five minutes. Even though there was a, I thought it was a very soft free went against them. You know, Kilian spalam sixteen off You know, they had going after getting the last two points. At that point, they were sixteen fourteen down. They got back to sixteen all, and they had a bit of momentum. And that was that kind of that. That 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 hurt them that creator and like get carry the platform. But listen, carry carry where that's probably the better side.
0: I, yeah, you know listen, I, mean? I know you're looking. Yeah, like the potential file and Comer before that, and we're looking at Tershin now, wondering how much was we'll have yeah. influence on it. I think when a team loses Cain, in a tight enough game, you look then to where those couple of things. You don't look at maybe what Kerry missed or what they could have done, but just go back to half time point. I think that was huge, Kim, because you like me, I was thinking right, Galway have played really well now. You know, they're not, and they, they haven't built up a three or four point lead. And Kerry, now you knew we were going to play better in the second half. You just had that feeling that, like we had pre match that Galway were going to give them a game. They just wouldn't have enough aces in the pack to, to, to outdo them. And that half-time thing was huge. I mean, you look at Galway against Derry, started really poorly. Uh, at half-time, you just knew there was something better going to come from Galway. And that half-time thing, yeah. if you haven't played well in the first half as the favourite team and the game's level are, are close, you know in the second half, by and large, particularly with that talent on the pitch, Kerry are going to, at some stage, start to pull away. And you're right, even when Galway came back level at that time, it was a real effort. And you you seen then Kerry had them sucked in, and you just felt every time Galway broke, then there was yeah. going to be trouble, a free or, or a score.
1: Yeah, like and and the other, the other factor there was even even the bench, you know, and you go back to... Like, and fairness, Galway have been very well conditioned, and they were kind of a second half team against Armagh and Derry. But they have been lackluster in the first 15 15-20 minutes, and they pushed on in the second half. You know, but the the lack of a bench and 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 and, and Joyce was has been you know Finney and really was the only sub that was coming on in the in the third quarter. Be, a lot of the subs have been very late uh, in the previous games. You know what I mean? So. Maybe there was a lack of trust in his bench, and Kerry were still were able to bring in Killian Spillane. You know, Gini wasn't going well. He had a very good second half. You know, you had Paul Murphy uh, able to bring him in with seven eight minutes to go, just to kind of shore shore things up. You know what I mean? But Kerry just had much more depth and impact on the bench. And as you said, they were always going to up it in the second half. They were always going to adapt because they were loose and sloppy in that first half you know what I mean in terms of like, the ball they're putting in but like Clifford kept them minutes in the first half you know those two marks yeah. you know because I mean Silk was doing a great job and Shawnee O'Shea Jack Lynn was keeping Polly Clifford quiet you know and they were really you you, you got to give oh, a huge credit you know I think they come out of the final with huge credit but they just didn't have the the, the, the legs in that final 10
0: minutes and again you know you look at the bench Galway might have needed the bench we knew that they, 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 that wasn't going to be a part of if Comer had to play well now I know Foley obviously played played well and I mean will get the plaudits for that but did you get a sense it was more Comer himself sometimes listen huge games it get um, you know we looked at Walsh haven't, hadn't played that well in, in his standards in, in, the, in the previous two games all the talk was about Comer versus Clifford it ended up being Walsh but if 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 uh, if, it, if it had been Walsh uh, if it had been Comer who stepped up and played anything like the Derry game you know it could have been maybe maybe it had got a, go- got a goal for Galway at a crucial time it might have been the difference in swinging this tie back towards Galway's favour
1: yeah well that's the difference isn't it with Comer Comer's that goal threat isn't it you know when he turns and goes at you but I don't think they got enough quality ball into them, mm-hmm. uh, and Jason Foley's done a good job on them. But like, I think if you if, if you look back and you think like, what thirteen of their sixteen scores came from Gillian McDade and Shane Walsh? Do you know what I mean? When go we reflect on it in the cold light of day, they will look at him and they say, well, they needed probably. Rob Finergie could get a couple of points. They needed Conor to tap on one or two, or they needed Matthew Tierney to come on the edge from midfield and clip one, you know, they needed Conroy, you know what I mean? So they were, that's probably where they'll reflect and they'll think, you know, did they, did their forward line really click? Like we spoke in the, in the, in, in the game, the build-up to the game, talking about that they did have great forwards. And if you go back to the RMI game, I think, what, they 10 or 11 spread of scores, you know? But yesterday, Kerry, to their credit clamped down a couple of, couple of guys but they you know Walsh and McDay like, just needed a little bit more uh, from, the, from the supporting cast and that just wasn't there yesterday mm. you
0: know? Sean O'Shea, I suppose in many ways a bit like Comer quite quiet on the day compared to the skills that he has Kieran as well I suppose that maybe left Galway a bit in the game as well if he had been hitting top form there you know you'd expect more from him on the day as well
1: yeah, well like but but obviously Geaney didn't go well and Synth doing a great job on him and as Clifford was carrying the was 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 carrying fire in the in the first half but it like particularly in the second half I thought Poddy Clifford came into it, you know, he really got into it in the second half and Killian Spillan and Clifford they were probably leading the line. I thought Stephen O'Brien, you know, the way Galway set up was kind of suiting Dermot O'Connor and Stephen O'Brien because they were dropping in deep with that kind of double sweeper and it was leaving Kerry free on the edges and I thought you know, you could see just before halftime, Stephen O'Brien was beginning to have an impact on the game and he would some super b- b- blocks defensively as well. But I think Kerry at halftime probably got in a regroup and said, listen, there's opportunities there for us around the D area. The wind was blowing down into Hill 16 end, so there was a little bit more range there. And I think I think Kerry definitely worked on halftime time saying, right, let's work it to the edge of that D. And I thought, oh, I sat quite deep in that second half and allowed Kerry just to pick them off you know what I mean so I, I listen we, all, we we knew they were going to get things right at half time and and, and, and that's ultimately what, what materialised
0: yeah and Kieran just after the Dublin dominance you know they listen taking nothing away from them obviously Kieran you're the best footballing uh, squad to be ever assembled I think and in terms of how they were won the game they looked a bit unbeatable you you look at Kerry yesterday, you know, they weren't that machine like team. You know, they, they have a great spread of players all over the all over the all over the pitch. But they're certainly looking into the next season like there's still plenty of sides I'll think this and we can have a crack at them. Obviously Galway's up on the way up at the minute. Do you see uh, football in a good place at the minute around, you know, the after the dominance of the dubs that there's no one maybe Kerry's pushing up now as that side that that might go on and dominate. But still I, I think you know, plenty of teams next year will fancy Fancy stole their chances against them, that football's in a good place uh, in a competitive nature now?
1: Uh, big time, absolutely, big time. I don't think there's, you know, your effect on Kerry winning, and obviously, listen, mentally, it's a massive boost to them, and, and it's going to develop them as a team, and they will improve and they will kick on. But you, if you look holding, you know, to the problems in the middle of the field, possibly, you know, is their defence as solid and as tight as 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 you would expect? There's probably weaknesses there. So, you know, I think all the other teams, and they'll look at Gall, even where Gall came from this year, where Tyrone came from last year, and, and I think that gives a, a huge boost to teams. I and mean, look, obviously Armagh had momentum. You guys, if you get Jimmy McGuinness back in the, in the seat, will probably come again <laughs> with his rent. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but you're going to have Donegal, you're going to have, you know, Armagh, you're going to have Tyrone probably back refreshed you're going to have Mayo under new management you know Galway have now stepped up to the mark Dublin are back in the pack so like it's it's there's a lot to look forward to particularly next year with the new format you know because you're not going to have that stale provincial uh, Leinster Championship and Munster Championship that we've had in previous years you know what I mean and that. That leaves us lacking a bit of quality games. Like Ulster Championship, to its credit, was, was excellent this year. And it was all really we had in the first five, six weeks. You know, there was yeah. very little outside of it. I and mean, we didn't get quality games probably until we got maybe to the quarter-final. Quarter so I think there's a lot of optimism to look forward to next year. There's a lot of teams well in the melting pot. And all of those teams will start the year believing that they've, that they've a great chance. And Dublin will reflect, I'm sure Dublin will reflect on this year and think, God, we could have, you know, we could have nicked him, you know, mm. we could have nicked yeah. him, we were there yeah. with Kerry, you know, the absence of Conor Callahan, uh, they, they nearly, they still nearly won it, and they Dublin will probably have regrets this year and think back, God, there might have been one more, there might have been one more there for the taking, so, I think, listen, it, like, it's usually positive for the game, we spend a lot of time whinging, moaning, giving out, you know, football goes through various cycles, but, Ultimately, I think that final yesterday demonstrated Leverett that was good about football. It was a very, very open game of football, and it was great to see. The superstars being able to perform on the best be- on the on, on the biggest stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think a, lo- a lot of puggles take out. Yeah, yeah.
0: Things. And listen, I just seen a wee bit of Jack O'Connor. Funny, only there's not many managers or people from certain counties would make a statement. He said that the lads could go on to bigger things. Now, I was thinking bigger things. <laughs> you just won the All Ireland, the, the <laughs> ultimate. I would say, great. In Kerry terms, yeah, that means yeah. you want to won two or three, four, four in a row. I guess what that means. Um, not many counties, I think, outside of yeah, your own. You, but you know what? You listen.
1: Yeah, you know their mentality, like their, you know, the mentality in Kerry is that you win one, you get on a roll, you know what I mean, yeah. and and that's what they'd be looking to do, they 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 would be looking for that period of dominance and everyone is just going to talk about the monkey being off their back and having that and, and psychological strength now, like if even people reflect, you know, even going back to Dublin in 2011, what it done for Dublin mentally to get over that line in 2011 and the culture that it changed were in the dressing room and leaders grew from within that dressing room and what it done for the county was, was unbelievable and they built on that success. That's the template Kerry will be looking to build but have they got... Do they need to find a few more players? Possibly. But rest assured, they have top quality players in that dressing room that are going to be around for the next few years. You know the Thomas O'Sullivan the Gavin Whites the Sean O'Shea's, the David Clifford's, the Paddy Clifford's. I know he's a little bit older, like they ain't going nowhere. You know yeah. what I mean? So they're going to be the they're going to be the leaders within that dressing room over the next few years.
0: Yeah, well, goal, boys are looking on with as eyes. Kieran, listen, thanks so much for running that up, and that brings the season to a close. You need to get back and work work on that handicap of yours. There, you have a bit more time now. <laughs>
1: Huh? Bloody brat! I can tell you that
0: <laughs> shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if it would be better in mine, hey, there's there's cobwebs on the clubs. I must get them out sometime, uh, Kieran, and give you give give you a game yeah, up around Port I've never seen you.
1: I've never seen you with a golf club in your hand. I'd say that's that would be a Dangerous. I'll just you're I'll you're just band, band wait.
0: I'll just wait. In, I'll wait in the pavilion for you. and Watch what you're at. It.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i you down the ground.
0: Top <laughs> man, top man. Kieran, listen, we'll catch right, up. We'll no catch worries. up later, man. Much appreciated. Take care. No
1: dubs worries. Top man. man.
0: Yeah, double legend there, Kieran Whelan. Mighty stuff. Catching up with him. Just reviewing the All Ireland football final of yesterday, and now we look across our club scene in the company of Brendan Kilcoin.
2: Are you this evening, Brendan? All good, yeah, all good. Uh, Brendan still in awe from yesterday's All Ireland final, and Shane Welsh and David Clifford mm. as is the rest of the country. I'm sure. Yes, um, just two brilliant performances. Brendan, it was a joy to watch.
0: Would it have been a bit ironic? I know you're a you're a Connacht man. That uh, after all Mayo's uh, efforts, that that Galway might have come on and, and and swiped in All Ireland. That would have been a better to swallow, I think, for the for the Mayo
2: lads. It, it would indeed. And there was half of me hoping that that would, that Galway <laughs> would do that, Brendan. You know? <laughs> I, I have a few of my old brother-in-laws and they could be hard to listen to them. You York all <laughs> well, But I know, listen, it was an enjoyable game. And, you know, we, Galway always produced quality footballers. And, you know, we saw some of that, like, you know, particularly Shane Welch and Killian McDade, obviously, too, in the middle mm. of the park, like, too standout performances on an All-Ireland. I don't think I've seen a, ever seen a better performance from a member of a losing team than Shane mm-hmm. Walsh mm-hmm. yesterday, Brendan.
0: Oh, unreal. Majestic. And oh. and, and uh, like we have chatting to about it previous, about, you know, just uh, the... the I suppose he didn't produce his best other, Brendan, in, in the previous games. Everybody was talking about Comer, but I mean his skills, Brendan, were always there. And I'm just... Even though he lost, there's something great that he, that he got a chance to really show them at Crow Park. In a, in a match
2: like oh, that. 100%, 100% and he's just easy on as a footballer there's certain footballers, footballers that are just easy on the eye Brendan and I, I just enjoyed watching him so much he's just when he's in that form he's unmarkable and it was great to see him you know he would have been questioned about can he produce it on the big day there was these question marks but by God did he go out and show it yesterday mm,
0: mm, unreal unreal Brendan Ben, listen, we we had a couple of, I suppose, things happening in our own county at the weekend. You know, we had a few, uh, Kilcar won the league. Obviously, Pippin Neve Connell, 10-8. Terman, Ladies won the league as well, beating um, Glenn Finn. Uh, Brent, just wondering what you you make of the leagues. You know, there used to be a a thing, I suppose, back in the day, particularly with ourselves. it didn't really matter that much. If you won a championship alone, it there was something that seemed to be a bit more special about it. It was it was a double kind of thing. But what have you made of of, of the leagues in terms of pre championship, Ben? Is it really like a, a you know, a, just more or less getting getting yourself ready for a championship, or is there any merit in the actual um, winning it? Or listen, oh, I, know I, I believe
2: important. there is merit in winning. Yeah. And congratulations to Kilkar. and you know they've been one of the most consistent. Performing teams for the last number of years, and you know they, they deservedly won won a trophy yesterday. And you know there's there's only two big prizes on, on offer in Donegal football, senior football really. Uh, Brendan, uh, senior championship and senior league. So I think sometimes, you know, we as pundits are you know sometimes we can devalue these competitions, but it's an important competition and it is. Listen, it's all it all it's all about come championship football, Brendan and. You know, but this is the best preparation tool that teams can have. And yes, they'll go outside the county, play challenge matches and that. But the league is an important competition. And, you know, everything needs to be done. I think the county board and, you know, it needs to be maybe marketed better because it goes under the radar, in my view, too much. And, you know... Sometimes early in the league, you see teams at full strength, then they kind of they go full throttle for a game or two. And then suddenly it takes a back seat until the latter few games when it's re-energized, I suppose, with county players coming back into the teams and that. But I would certainly value any league that I won, Brendan. And, you know, your, your football career, you don't get too many opportunities to contest and to win trophies and to win competitions. And, you know, when you do win them, you should enjoy them.
0: Hmm, certainly. And I wonder just psychologically for, for Kilkiar, you know, coming up short against Neve Connell and, 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 just winning in a match against them. You know what Neve Connell are like, how they play the game. Like, if you, if you beat them, you, 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 you need to, there's a, you need to put your best foot forward and, and, and take on that way that they play, you know. So, so for care, you know, so psychologically, not, not a bad thing. And just looking at the scoring from the two teams, obviously, Patrick and Bertie, jumping on me six points, was the difference. You have a player of his quality in there, even when packed defences, you know, he can be the difference between the teams.
2: Yeah. And, you know, we we, we know what Patrick can do. We've watched him now for a good part of the 10 years, Brendan, produce it at that level and, um, you know, Kilcar have been, you know, they've, they've suffered some tough defeats, I suppose, to Neil Connell and over the last number of years. So they will take great solace, you know, in that. That said, Brendan, I don't see it have any bearing come championship teams are still in preparatory mode and getting ready for championships. championship. So, you know, come the knockout stages of the championship, life, will, you know, the, the games will take on a different manner. They'll take on their own manner. But as, as I mentioned, this is all about preparing for them games, Brendan, and getting a bit of confidence and, you know, Kilkar, by virtue of their win over the weekend, will get great confidence from that win. Whether it'll have a huge impact later down the line will <laughs> remains to be seen, Brendan, but, you know, you create, you're winning these type of competitions and training, there's a better buzz about training and, You know, now on the other hand of that, Nave Connell will look at it and I'm sure they'll look to improve on areas that might feel have let them down over the weekend. So, listen, both teams will take something for it. It was an extra game for both teams and it'll be all systems and heads down now in preparation for what's to come over the next couple of months, Brendan.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Glenn, so they go narrowly down to Killy Beggs in that playoff. Final relegation, 10 points to 9. A tough, I suppose, just pre-championship hit for, for the men from the Glen.
2: Yeah, a hit from the men from the Glen and, you know, I was out, I watched them play out in Swilly there a few weeks ago and, you know, they're just going through a transitionary type of period, they're introducing a lot of new players into the team and you know, listen, we all speak about Michael Murphy but it's what it's the sum of the parts and, you know, we saw it yesterday, that the, the the parts of squad depth and the fact that Kerry could introduce the players, they introduced in the second half made a huge difference and you know, Swilly at their level are looking to build up a squad again and you know they have some good young players coming through, but that may take a bit of time. And maybe maybe they can you know gather better down in Division Two, get a few wins under their belt, and regain a bit of confidence because football is a confidence game.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. We woke we woke this morning to, to Anthony Malloy uh, and his his uh, quote on our new management uh, search: "Bren, move heaven and earth in pursuit of of Jim McGuinness uh, What do you think of what do you think of that headline?
2: Well, listen, I think, you know, all Gales and Donegal would want Jim to come back and take control at the hem, whether that's a possibility or not. I really don't know. I'm not in the loop. But listen, you know, there's so much respect for Jim after what he did in his previous stint. And it would be some boost for Donegal football because, you know, you, you look at the Donegal team and, you know, I spoke a couple of minutes ago about confidence and there seems to be a dearth of confidence within them. And, you know, it's the inconsistency both within games and from game to game, that I suppose is the concern for Donegal over the last while, Brendan. And you know, if, if if you were to get someone like Jim in, I'm sure he would reignite. And what's very important too, Brendan, and so you know, sometimes loss, you know supporters seem to have lost confidence in the team. And you know, that was reflective in, you know, the attendance against Arma and Derry, you know, whereby supporters didn't travel. So you know, and, and is, that, is, that, Brent, is, that a,
0: is that a tactics thing, though, Brendan? More than possibly the team—is it the way we're playing?
2: Because I, I think, I, it, yeah. yeah, partly Brendan, but I think it's more to do. If your team is playing well and winning games, supporters will get behind them, and the you know it's, it's a very complicated from the point of view that you know if you don't create the energy from the crowd, the way that we say Kerry in the second half created energy from the crowd you're not going to get the feedback from the crowd that you're looking for. And that has been missing at crucial junctures in Donegal games down through the years. Now, you you know, over the last number of years, you take, you know, it was different, I suppose, to and the COVID final up in the athletic grounds that day and that there was no crowd there. But to me, that's where, you know, the the Donegal's inadequacies stem back to that day in the -hmm. the athletic grounds. I think it was a major hit for them. And I don't know if they fully recovered from that, Brent.
0: Yeah, and listen, I know, I know three gentlemen in there. will get the possible candidates, I think, to towards the end, Brendan. But just it, it, that's interesting. You, you mentioned there's a point in there. I'm just looking back at Declan Boner's tenure, and you know all the, all this came out last week about Declan Bonner owes nothing to Donegal and and all that. And of course, he doesn't, you know. But I was kind of saying his whole his whole life in the Ge's been lumped into one. You know, we're talking now about his latest. um you know, five-year stint in Donegal, and how that went. Of course, when he was playing, I think that's a very different thing to manage. And He went back managing underage. You know, I think when you go back managing, it's 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 a different type of commitment, uh, Brendan, in terms of what you're organising and time you're going up. When you're playing, you just come and train, and it's more straightforward, and there's a lot of joy in that. But management, I think, is more of a, a vocation, if you like, in terms of putting time in. But if we look at these last five years, I was just looking at it. Funny you mentioned that point, uh, Brendan, in that third Ulster final, and if you look at the two before that, ben, were were we lucky enough, you know, for Mana uh, and Cavan, you know, in those two finals, and obviously we broke a record in in terms of scoring. Did that, I suppose, ignite this feeling? And all the journalists was talking about about all Ireland contenders, and that, or did we, in some way, have a, you know, I'm not saying an easier route, but certainly in those two finals, Brent they they were they were urged to lose, and then we eventually did. Do that against Cavan, so, and that's in that third final. But did you think those second, those first two years, maybe lit a torch for all Ireland contenders, which we might have been in the mix for, but and somehow maybe people maybe overstated how good a squad we had.
2: Yeah, you, you know, I suppose Brendan, yeah, you have to be realistic in in your assessment from the point of view. Like, Donegal haven't been a Kerry or a Dublin or a Mayo or in Tyrone and in, in a you know big quality game over the last number of years. And they're the markers. Galway are there too. They're the markers that you need to be marking yourself against kind of thing. And Donegal just haven't like, if you go back to in 2019 and that day down Castlebar, when and, you know, Mio bullied, basically bullied Donegal off the field, yeah. in my opinion, that day, you know. And Donegal just haven't progressed. They've kind of, they've just plateaued at that level. And, you know, that that's a concern because I do believe the talent is there. And listen, the, Donegal supporters can be very demanding. You know, Paulie Chaushea spoke about the Kerry supporters some years ago, Brendan, but Donegal supporters have got used to the bit of success. And, you know, winning five Ulster Championship is a massive achievement for this for, 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 for that team over the last number of years. But they're not easy one, Brendan, and it takes a lot of things going right and a lot of stuff coming together to do that. And that just hasn't happened. And again, I'll go back to that day in the athletic grounds that I feel that was a big punch in the stomach for Donegal because after winning two Ulster championships, that was the time to be sort of pushing on and to build Because the age profile of this team, you know, and a lot of this team has been together now over the last three or four years, and there are a lot of guys that Declan took through from underage level through. So the age profile, you know, bar one or two is pretty good, but the progression just hasn't been there, and it comes back to the consistency both within games. Like if you go to the Armagh game this year, like, the 20 minutes of football that Donegal played that day were as good as we've seen from them over the last number of years. Mm-hmm. But then it disappeared kind of thing. And it's, it's about playing to your strengths. And sometimes I feel that, you know, if you look at the quality of player that Donegal have, first of all, you've Sean Patton, who's, you know, one of the best kickers in the country, without a doubt, like, you know, he can ping them where you want them. And then you look at, you know, the kind of players that they have around the middle third, like Jason McGee, Keelan McGonagall, you know, Kieran Thompson, midfield... Michael Lang and these type of players so there's big targets out there and I don't feel that that's been utilised to the best of its ability and I think you know that that's something Donegal have a lot of quality in that area and that's where needs to be targeted Brendan you know
0: mm. I mean you mentioned there that I suppose that run Brent, you know we'd won five Ulsters up in the that period of 2011, and then we won five in the next 10 years. So, do you think that we, we got a bit spoiled, Bren, I guess, with that? And, and, and are you surprised then, maybe, that, that, I suppose, core supporters seem to turn, uh, turn away very quickly, uh, Bren, because, you know, the, the crowd that was at, their final and especially the, the Armagh game after it, you know, it was really really poor. You know, I know Declan Butter come out and he says he wanted to thank all the genuine supporters. So it's obviously he'd been getting a bit of bit of heat as well. Uh, uh, you know, in the background there as well. So we're in a bit of a funny place now, Brent, I guess between the success that we had, it's it's going to take a wee bit of a rebuild. This why I think it was right for Declan, I suppose, to step down now because. You know, we are going to have to have someone in there that's going to be given a a three to to five year term to really mould a new team and 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 supposed to get that bit of buzz back in, in in Donegal football.
2: Yeah, and you know that that is a crucial element that you know whoever comes in that you know that the, the the Donegal supporters are given a reason to come back out and support them in flocks of numbers again because if you go back to the heathy days. 2011, 12, 13, 14, Brendan. You know, the buzz around the county, the buzz above in clonus and big match days, the, expec- the, the expectation on the supporters was all good. And yes, that expectation, you know, has been there and, you know, it was delivered on by Donegal for a number of years and they were contesting at the highest level. And they still are, you know, you know, you go back to Tyrone last year who won the All-Ireland, Donegal, test them in and skilling. But the performances just haven't been where the need to be to get over the line and I think, you know, Donegal supporters got a bit of disillusioned with that and you spoke, you know, earlier on about the, you know, the style of play, etc., and that has something to do with it but, the style of play is dictated to you in a lot of these occasions, Brendan, you know, pending the opposition that you're coming up against. We knew what Derry were going to bring to the Ulster final this year. And, you know, for large periods of the game, Donegal murdered that. And, you know, when they went a couple of points ahead, that's when that was the time to drive on. But Donegal just didn't push on at that stage. And that proved fatal, you know, Derry deservedly went on and won the Ulster Championship but Donegal had the opportunity to prove they were good enough and you know the, the margin, uh, the lines between success and you know, defeat are very thin and if Donegal had pushed on, they, they who knows because the way the draw turned out was very favourable from hmm. where Derry, Derry went uh, through. Listen so Ben,
0: there's, there's, there's definitely merit in that, because I mean, let's be honest, Derry easily accounted for, for to Tyrone, all Ireland champions, beat Armagh uh, beat Armagh well and we had them in a position where you know we were in a position to beat them and, sh- and could have very easily pushed on and you're right you know who knows what, what might have been just the way we lost that game I suppose the manner in which the Armagh game and listen it could be been a bit of a hangover on the Armagh but we, as we've seen with Armagh against Galway you know they're a top top side too so I, I, I'm just thinking about like, some sites seem to have really moved on and up the gears around, you know, the, the talent that they're bringing through the S and C and that, that they're doing as well. It's almost as if we've, we've slipped back and, uh, a bit. Is that what your feeling is?
2: Yeah, we we, we haven't moved on as opposed to maybe slip back, Brendan, Mike, we haven't, you know, as I say, the core of that team are, you know, mid twenties bar a couple of them. And, There's probably, you know, the players are going to have to take ownership of this themselves to a certain degree, Ben, and, you know, that they have to take responsibility. They were in in a position where they could have went on and won that Ulster final, and we could be having a completely different conversation today. And, you know, these players are now in their mid-20s, and, you know, we've had brilliant leaders, and obviously, you know, Michael has been a brilliant leader for the last 10 years for Donegal, so he has. But new leaders need to step up, and when... Leaders step up in the heat of battle and when the heat of battle was in Clonus in the Ulster final this year, the new leaders weren't to be there and that takes a bit of time to develop them, Brendan. And I just feel that they're the lads that need to be lifting this and pushing this forward. So you know, I I've no doubt that there's talent there, and you know, I I do believe that Declan has, you know, by and large he's had the best squad available to him within the county, and hopefully, you know, the championship might throw up another couple of players this year. And you know, to be fair, Brendan, you know, you look at like Kerry winning all Ireland yesterday, they what to win four or five minor all Irelands in a row kind of thing. Mm. You look at Galway, who are consistently throwing out good minor under twenty yes. one teams, and you know, winning this year's all Ireland minor title too, and. Donegal are a bit behind the curve in that respect, but they're getting there and, you know, you have the new centre of excellence there, you have the ahead of it, and there's some brilliant work been done on the underage structure, but that will take a few years to materialise. That's not going to remedy the problem of the senior team and whoever comes in and manages straight away because it does take time for them lads to come through. But I think things are going the right way. You know, the success of the last number of years, young lads want to wear a Donegal jersey. It's an attractive proposition to... You know, to push yourself to train as a 17 forty, fifty, sixty, seventy-year-old to want to wear that Donegal jersey, and that's an important, I suppose, benefit of the success of the last number of years. So it's important that that's kept, Brendan. You know, mm.
0: and uh, Brent, you just mentioned a few things there, like Boner. Like, how much do we leave now? Donegal's, I suppose, inability to to win those last couple of Ulsters and get to a semi-final. A lot of people's pointing. Seemed to point at, at the manager. Now, if you if you look at that, obviously, he changed up his backroom a, a few times. Brendan, obviously, you mentioned Carrie Lacey was in with him there, Paul Paul McGonagall. Rochford joined in. You know, um, Paddy Campbell came in this year. Like, Boner was trying to get that element in there to maybe get Donegal to that next step. And you mentioned that c- critical Cavan game. I mean, Steve McMenamin was missing for that final. Um, we had three light half forwards in our back six defence. So, I mean, is that, that, is that down the Boehner just not having, you know, an up depth of squad and play? Was that his fault that, that Donegal were a bit light on that night? Yeah, and, you know, you know?
2: There, was, there were obviously, you know, factors that kind of merited Declan picking certain players and then positions on that day. And it didn't work. And, you know, having a big, physically strong team with big men and, you know, the, you know, big Galligan ruled the roost that day, Brendan, so he did. Yeah. It's, it's... It's it's easy. The easy thing is to point the finger at management. That's at what I me mean, I'm trying to get
0: that. I'm trying to get the balance in between. Say, Booners, uh, what he had to play with. You know, it's all right saying, listen, we, we should do this, we should do that. But really, if 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 we're not producing, particularly the defenders. I mean, only for McCall. Came through this year, Brendan, not from nowhere, but I mean, the way that he, 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 he matured this year and, and the performance that he gave. Like, we, we had no one need to fill the number three, uh, uh, vacancy. We still haven't got a number six this last number of years. In fact, we probably need another maybe two or three defenders on. We keep talking about the likes of obviously Neil, you know, almost retired, you know, Paddy yeah, McGrath. Yeah, these, a- these guys who could go man to man. And, and take their own players. So, I mean, what I've seen Declan quoted a few times saying, listen, we don't have those players, so we have to drop loads of players in. It's probably that, that interchange that we're seeing the top teams doing now. Brendan. so what, I suppose the question I'm looking at is, from what Bonus had to play with, do you think he's got the, the best from those players in, in these last uh, number of years that he was in charge? And is it just a matter of, you know, everyone's playing the assembler similar type system? We just come up short. Because we maybe hadn't got the maybe got the depth of squad.
2: Yeah, well, I, you know, listen, I think Declan will put his hand up, and he, you know, be very honest, and he'd be very disappointed with the return from the last number of years with the Cavan, Tyrone, and Derry defeats, you know, over the last three years at championship level, kind of thing, and of course the Armagh ones thrown in there too. But you know, he would put his hand up and say, "Listen, that's we need to be better. We need to be, do better." But if you look at the the defenders that are available are they good enough, Brendan? Are they able to go one-on-one? And, you know, you, you have to accept that, you know, there is a concern that maybe they're not, and that's why you have to flood bodies back. But listen, every team are flooding bodies back. You look at the All-Ireland final yesterday, it's, it, it's the modern game, and you're basically a defender if you don't have the ball, you're attacker when you have the ball. And it comes back, you know, you go back to 2012, and we were spoiled, you know, Donegal were spoiled at that time with the quality of the defenders they had, the two McGees, Anthony Thompson, Paddy McGrath, Frank McGlain, Carol Lacy, like these, these were Rolls Royce of players, Brendan, that were both good footballers, but were also able to handle their man one-on-one. And, you know, the current crop aren't just there yet, but, mm. you know, they're going, y- you'd like to think that they're going in the right direction and you can't just, you know, get quality defenders out of thin air. If they're not there, you have to make use of what you have, Brendan. And I think, you know that that's what we have that's you know you, you Declan and his management team will have trawled the county looking for defenders over the last number of years and you know there were, there were a couple unfortunate you know Paddy McGrath in an injury then you had Conor Morrison from St. Junins who was coming up as a good man marker and got a very bad injury and is only beginning to come back now and you know there were issues big, like this Big when, Gillespie
0: as well from Gidor was another Big, big uh, Kieran Gillespie
2: like you know he has been sort of molded in to fill the three or six jersey. And, right. you know, with Neil, Neil McGee, I suppose, getting on kind of thing, you know, Neil's going to be hugely hard boots to fill. He was mm. probably one of the best fullbacks in the country over the last 10 years, yeah. Brendan, the last 10, 15 years. And it's not easy to fill them boots. So, you know, I suppose in, in the world we live in, with social media and everything, it's very easy to criticize. But, you know, you can only work with what you have, and yeah, it's disappointing and some of the performance have been disappointing, but sometimes the players have to take ownership of that too, Brendan. Mm.
0: Yeah, listen, you know, you, you won a couple of osters. you know, the Division 1 status is important in that, I guess, they're just, as you said, they're needed probably to be one of those bigger teams beaten. I think that's something, I suppose, um, it'll be a bit of a... a a regret for, 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 for Declan in terms of not maybe getting across one of those bigger sides And I'm just wondering, you know, we're on about talent there, Bryn. How much does the physical conditioning matter now? I mean, you spoke about that Mayo game in Castle Bar when we got bullied. I think we got bullied this year against Darma after playing probably some of the best football I've, I've seen uh, in, in Donegal's time. You've seen the best of Donegal when it was free flowing, when the game was open. We have skillful, great footballers all over the pitch and we're blessed with that, Bryn. But certainly with a key team. You know, puts a strangle on us with Armagh did. We we couldn't handle that. But is that a bit of a worry, Brendan? Is this is this conditioning thing, or is it just the physical size that some teams have over other teams? Because once Armagh had us penned in, there was no way out for us.
2: Yeah, no, it is a hugely important aspect of the game, and whether you like it or not, you know it has become a hugely important aspect of the game, and maybe at the expense of skill level at certain times, Brendan. But. You know, you have to have this work done because the the level of preparation that's going into these county teams at all levels from underage up is massive. And, you know, I I know myself from, you know, been involved with Donegal minor teams over the last number of years that we are a bit behind, but we are getting there, Brendan. And, you know, the structures are now in place, but they're probably five or ten, you know, you would have hoped that they would have been in place maybe 10 years ago. and That doesn't take away from the work that, you know, all the previous managers have done kind of thing. But we're we're beginning to get there. It's a hugely important factor of the game and, you know, it can't be overemphasized. But I think, you know, Brendan, you go back to the Armagh game and, you know, was it strength and conditioning that made Donegal play awesome football for 20 minutes? Like they looked like a team that could really go somewhere and then totally capitulate? Or is it a head problem? Is it a psychological problem? Is it, Mm. you know, a lack of confidence or, is it a lack of leadership? So there, there are so many diverse factors that contribute to our cap, capitulation against Armada that day. Yeah. And, you know, some of them are very simple, Brendan, like, you know, go back to my, one of my first points about, you know, the, the calibre and the type of player that we have up the field. And yet we persisted in putting our defenders under pressure by giving them short kicks. Now you can have it hang that on the keeper, who I do believe is one of the best kickers in the country. Are the ball recipients who probably should have won the ball, but was that the right? Were they the right options at that time? And it, it, you know what happened against Derry too, Brendan. So these are the things that you know. I suppose Donegal Gall and whoever comes in as a new manager will have to look at, and you know, game management would come into that. You know, were were them risks necessary at that time?
0: Mm. Yeah, and listen on about that. You're, you're uh, you sound like you could do the job yourself, there, Brendan. I think. Oh, so,
2: thanks. <laughs> Listen, I, I I have total admiration for anyone that goes in as managing management on these teams because there's a the body of work that's involved is massive, Brendan. Like, and I see it, and I see what the seniors do over in convoy, and I see you know what Maxi is doing with the ladies, and what Luke Barrett and Barry Ward are doing with underage teams, Gary Duffy, Leo McClune, and you know what's encouraging too is I see a lot of the 2012 teams, with big Neil, Colin McFadden, Frank McLean. Leo McLoone, a lot of these guys are Mark McHughes with the girls, of course. A lot of these guys are putting are involved now in the coaching and bringing these young. And I think I think that can only benefit Donegal football going forward. I think it's very important that we harness the energy of as much of these guys as we can. Of course, Rory Gavinna was in charge. You know the was involved there for a few years too and did mm. a great job. So, you know, I think it's very important that we harness as much energy out of these guys and their expertise over the next number of years kind of thing, Bernard.
0: The feeling would be with those players, when you mentioned the ball from that 2012 team that have been involved in coaching at different different levels here that people, no one thinks that they're just ready yet, and it, it seems to be they're looking for someone who's maybe have that bit more county management experience. I mean, people are talking about possibly Rochford, Taking the job on his own now, of course, Malik Rourke uh, to to me would would be the would be the ideal um, uh, candidate, you know. Particularly everywhere he's went, man, he progresses. Everybody and players seem to have such a great time for him. And if if it was to do a long term plan, I think he lives up in Balligolly. So you're on it, but geographically, there's only certain players can can come under the mix there. you know. Obviously, Jim has has been mentioned. You mentioned Maxi there, you know. Possibly Cavs, you know. Regan's been mentioned. No one's really mentioned Lissy, you know. We, there's a great word from him uh, being involved with the squad uh, w- when Declan was there, you know, the players. I know had a great time from that. I know he's got a, a job now, you see, coordinating or, or coaching and that, but I haven't seen his name put in the hat yet, Brendan. But that's that's basically, it. do you not know, think like, there's anything outside of that, um, that uh, list yeah, there? You
2: know. listen, how how do you ever get experience if you don't kind of take on the mantle, Brendan, you know, is a question. And I know I get what you're saying about Maliki Rook. To be honest with you, Brendan, like, I'm I'm a kind of, uh, there's a bit of traditions. I would like to see a Donnie get the job. Um, I like to see these things kept in-house. Listen, I, I do believe Malik O'Rourke e. is a brilliant manager and you see what he did with Glenn and you see what he did with Monaghan over the years and, that, and there's no doubt in other club teams that he's been with that he's a top, top manager. But, you know, yeah, you're totally right, Brendan. None of these guys have the experience of managing at this level, but the ha- you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And, well, I just think the
0: difference, know. I think, would be with if you mentioned that kind of Lacey, the fact that he has been in with Declan. You know, obviously he's a, yeah. baby, you know, so you, you've you've got you've got the basis of what's going on. I think if someone hasn't had that there, I think that's why people would say, are, are they ready for that? You know, and I think somebody like said, Rory, there's no there's no doubting that he would be able to take that on board now. Time frame and and people's own, I suppose, interest to commit to that, Bren, is the other big factor, because, as as we know now, I mean, it's not just the team you're managing, the tactics, the media, that whole backroom team that you have to assemble and and man-manage as well, you know, it is such a colossal job now for anybody to take on board. That's why I was so disappointed with some of the rhetoric was coming out against Declan. You know, there's no doubt in Declan's heart and soul, Donegal, he loves it. He's doing his best. You know, that's why I was trying to weigh it up against... Maybe the players that they had. But I, I don't think of any st- if it doesn't go right you gotta say, listen, Declan step down now, thanks very much. Fair play. I mean it was an unreal commitment. That's why we have to be careful, Bren, because this kind of over I suppose, uh overdoing the criticism is gonna put other managers off. And you talk about keeping it in county. If you come from another county, you're less likely to care about that because Malgoro's well, going home day. You know, Bally guy, wherever he lives, he's not that worried about a wee bit of bit But if you're living there and your family's living there, it's it's a sad side of the game that that's become um, a bit vicious out there, um, and it'll put off people from taking a job. Uh, Brendan,
2: oh, absolutely, Brendan, and it is. It's vile at times, and it's totally unwarranted, and it's basically by clowns that you know w- wouldn't wouldn't go to convoy and do, do all that. And, you know, there's so much involved. And you were, you are speaking there about, you know, backroom teams are so important too, you know, that whoever does get the manager gets guys that will pull their weight in the backroom team, Brendan. And, you know, a manager can only do so much. Yes. A manager has to lead. And, you know, we see what Jack O'Connor has done a couple of times. He's gone back to Kerry, but you see what he's brought in in the backroom team and, you know, delegating different roles and different jobs, to different guys within that team and, Everyone assumes responsibility. You know, there's an awful lot of fingers pointed at the manager, but there's a lot more to it than that. There are so many moving parts within the running of a county team, or within the running of you know county board down to the county team, and all then things need to be right. And you know, I, I, you'd be just hoping that you know Fairplay Declan has has done his time. That someone comes in now and injects that energy back into it, and. Can motivate the lads that are there in the squad and maybe come up with a couple of players hopefully after this year's championship to re-energize and rejuvenate it and, you know, you know again, the supporters, get the supporters back on side and get the whole county pulling in the one direct direction. And, you know, I know from teams I've been involved in myself, you know, happy dressing room, Brendan, is 90% of it. If you can have the dressing room happy and pulling together, you're well on the way kind of thing. And it just doesn't seem to have been that way with Donegal over the last couple of years, you know, because at crucial times in games, at crucial junctures in games, that's when your mettle is really tested. And, you know, Donegal just didn't answer them questions at that time. So that's the challenge. And it's a big challenge that remains in front of the new manager.
0: Mm, perfect. Brendan, listen, Brendan Roundup, hey, that was a great chat. Hey, we're, we uh Re- rejuvenate and re-energize I think after a heavy weekend, Brennan I need a bit of that myself I, um, <laughs> I'll sleep well tonight put it like that, but man, listen Brennan, man. Brennan, Brennan, great roundup as ever, we'll, we'll speak to you as the, as the club season comes on um, maybe some fireworks in it, let's hope Of course there
2: will be yeah.
1: well,
0: man, okay, Thank for you Brennan yeah, okay, Brennan, good coin there fantastic stuff uh, rounding up and Boner's error there and who's up next looking forward to seeing who gets this job and as Brennan says to bring bring uh, the county back uh, and bring the supporters back out hopefully rejuvenate and re-energise. Yes folks that's a wrap, thanks very much for listening in it's a bank holiday next Monday so we get a wee weekend off myself and Kevin can put up the feet for a Monday for a change and, and listen I want to thank my guests this evening, of course, Kieran Whelan there, former Dublin legend and former Sligo, captain Brendan Kilcoyne. I want to thank Kevin Fury here for producing and looking after me. Next up is Paul and Jimmy with the Monday Night Sessions. Looking forward to that. Lads, you take it away from here, and I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Kenny Serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend.